like the cab to get to where he needed to be. Hey, it's been a rough road, Bob. But it's good we still walking Even though it's from a distance It's good we still talking Temptation or stupidity I will never comprehend Forbidden fruit that you desired Could have made us lose it Welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, bringing you interviews in all the best music from the Gibraltar music scene. If you like what we do, like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash music. Hey guys, welcome once again to Straight Outta Gibraltar. It is a Wednesday and unfortunately we're actually a day late because we actually had some things to do yesterday. We had to reschedule, but obviously... It's here, and I'm uh, glad, actually glad that you're listening. Wherever it's a, uh, a platform that you're using, whether, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Castbox, you know, it's we're everywhere now. And actually, in the process of Google Podcasts at the moment, so you'll be able to find it on there very, very soon. So, but either way, regardless of which one you're listening uh, in the, to the podcast on, we're very grateful. And before we talk about uh, talk about grateful, we just want to mention that the podcast is sponsored by Coca Cola. And we can thank the fine people at Secundian Speed, especially Guy and Suraj Award, for always liaising with us and believing in the GLMS all the way through. So thank you very much, Guy. Thank you very much, Suraja. And that's our little pitch. And obviously, you listen to the jiggle a little later. But anyway, before we, we continue anything else, and obviously get to the music, we have got a guest to this week. And obviously, this is the new format. Every by, uh, week, we're going to have a guest. And obviously, more guests are coming. We will actually reveal next week's guest in, at the end of the episode. So... I'll introduce this week's for now, anyway. So, Jesse Sampere, welcome. Thank you for having me, David. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm really great. I'm nervous. I'm more excited than anything for, for London. Yeah, because we're going in two days' time. Well, you're going tomorrow, aren't you? I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going for... You're getting a head start. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do some shopping. No, I've been to Camden, so... <laughs> I think you'll get lost in Camden. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, all of us do. I'm right. But either way, in, like Jesse rightfully mentioned that um, we are off to London on Friday because we've got the London Gibraltar Friends Music Festival, that which has been organised by us, the GLMS, co-organised anyway, uh, with, along with Jenny Felisa from Breed 77 and Henry Sages, who's a music lover and a music uh, addict, I want to say, because it is the right term to use. And we're very grateful to be having this opportunity, the same way as Jesse, to not get out there to perform, but to co-organise a gig in the capital of England. So it's something very symbolic for us, and it's very symbolic for Jesse as well. So Jesse, we're going to start very simple, and I always mention this every time we've actually had the GLMS events, and I do introduce you on stage, but it's actually in your DNA, local music. Obviously, your great-grandmother yeah. was pretty much involved in everything else to do with local music when there was a scene that was very vibrant. So tell us about that, and obviously how much you can use her roots to continue what you're doing today. The thing is, you know, my grandmother, she started a very long time ago, during like the Second World War, I think, yeah. or during it, or slightly after. I think it was during, if I recall. She was, she was already part of a massive orchestra. And she, was a, she was an amazing woman, and an, an even more amazing musician. And um, she got, obviously she got very sick, but before she got very sick, she'd, um, she'd, she'd talk to me a lot about her music and, and what she'd do, and, and you could just hear the, the, the passion in, in her voice when she spoke about music because she was so 
you know, it was it was her life. She was yeah. all she knew how to do. And and I think that's that's a big part of why I'm so passionate about music. It's just like you said, it is in the DNA because not only my, my great grandmother but my grandfather was actually yeah, a musician. Fair. Was a musician for a very long time. He was part of Chains as well. He was part of Chains, yeah. And you know, I, I lived with him, and he'd he'd play me a lot of. That's why maybe I'm I'm into sort of more classical music because he'd he'd play me a lot of all of their stuff, a lot of classical music, and and I got very I got very into it. And I got very into music at a very young age, to be honest. And I and I credit them a lot for for where I am. I think today. And when you use the, obviously the influences of that, you know, you can use. Grandparents, even parents. Mm. I mean, I can relate because I've been around it my entire life the same way you, as you have. But when I think about my inspirations, I, it was always more amazing because it was, even though Gibraltar is very small, and whenever you'd see them perform or hear those stories, you'd think like they've done, I don't know, performed in front of Wembley Stadium or anything else. Those achievements, no matter how small or how big, are still very symbolic. And mm. I think that's something where m- many local musicians can relate to nowadays as well. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even. Even with me, um, there are there are things that you know I, I I think are massive achievements for me. You know, other musicians who have done like Wembley and stuff wouldn't think it's a, it's a very big thing. But for me, being where I am today, I only I mean I barely started a year ago. I haven't even done a year in the music scene. But in a year, I've I've done so much, and it's sort of it's crazy to me to see where I am today as opposed to a year ago. Yeah, and the, it's more than anything else. And like, we talked about this even a very long time ago, but I think it's more about the having getting the push, you know, sometimes some, you need someone to tell you, get out there, mm. try and do as much as you possibly can, obviously, because they saw your talents. And so what was it like for you to experience those symptoms to actually get pushed into the music scene? The thing is, you know, I... I know the story, but obviously the listeners don't. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a lot of, to, it, a lot of it was to do with you, to be honest. Um, to do with you and to do with Layla Wajaj, actually. Uh, I was, I was, hi, Layla. Yeah, <laughs> I was very close to Layla when she, uh, when she was doing music, and I think I messaged her because I was gonna do a song. It was, it was so weird. I was gonna do a song, and I asked for her permission for it. It was a cover. It wasn't even anything that had to do with her. But you know, we we share a love in, in in country music, and she saw a lot of talent in me, and she basically bullied me into getting my first gig. But also, I think if it weren't for you, that fateful day we met at Rock on the Rock, yeah, I don't think I would have ever jumped into the music scene. You gave me a lot of advice uh, about how to do it, and I think I've I've, I've definitely taken that on board. Obviously, I'm, I'm here today. Well, don't make me cry now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is a very humbling thing. I mean, I, I'll tell Giggle, I mean, I speak for myself now and for the rest of the gym, it's not just myself, but um, our target goal has always been to not just look for the ones that actually established, but to, like we said, push the, the ones that are relatively unknown mm. to get out there in the local music scene. And obviously, because if you see the potential and what they have to offer, they have to expose this sounds not just to the world, but to Gibraltar and obviously the summer nights and you've done various things other, other than that, mm. which we'll get to in the second part. But it's there's so many things that you can be exposed to. I mean, we talked about uh, Kristen Celesi, I've heard, like, you know, he, he did so much in very little time. Yeah. Same thing Layla has and so many others, you know, Jesse, Simon. And we could talk about so many local musicians who have been going through the same thing, even though they've had it in the DNA, like you have. But they needed that push to get out there, and I think that's credit to where the music scene has well, is now because of them. You know, the youth movements I like to call it, yeah. and bands like Midriff and Alex Vajero and Alex Valieto as well. And they've done so. There's been so many relatively unknowns that have actually done so many things, and 
it's great to see that and long may it continue as i say mm. so we're going to play you the first track obviously since you mentioned her we're going to play her first <laughs> so we're going to play the little rose band now we're going to play i stopped fighting which is one of my favorites from the album and perhaps if you would have stopped fighting you wouldn't be here today so That's a good point. So, so we're going to leave it at that this is part one and we'll be back with part two with more chats and obviously more local music so we'll leave you in the capable hands of the Layla Rose brands with I Stop Fighting. Hope you enjoy it.
And we're back with part two. I hope you enjoyed the track. That was the Lady Rose Bands with I Stop Fighting and a great track from the Postcards album, which you can buy a physical copy of, or you can actually find it on Spotify, iTunes. It's everywhere. All digital music platforms. Anything else, but if you do buy a physical copy, I do believe the proceeds go to cancer research as well, so even better that because it goes to a worthy cause in memory of their late basis, Tyron Roger. So kudos to Layla for that initiative and to the rest of the band as well. So, we're going to talk a little bit more with Jesse now. And Jesse, when you listen to Layla, obviously, you mentioned that she gave you that push yeah. more than anything else. And obviously, she's like we said, she's done so much in very little time. Obviously, she's got this great band behind her, but at the same time, even when she didn't have a band, she was doing a lot of things. What is it like to just witness all these people that actually come onto the scene, whether experienced or not, to even go to you or even you go to them for advice? I, you know, um. I think it's it's very inspiring to me because now I'm starting to get people come to me for advice on on what to do in the music scene. And I, I've always tried to help uh, musicians that maybe haven't done a gig yet. I mean, I think, you know, we did, yeah. we, we did our big um, Jib Sam's gig and, and the whole point of that was to get as many young musicians as we possibly could. But I think that's the point of it. You know, um, it's, it's, it's amazing to me to be able to talk to people who... I've admired for so long, you know, like, like Leila's dad, Jonathan, and sort of Nolan Frendo, and all those people yep. that are such the legends now in in the music scene. And, and I'll talk to them as a musician, and they'll give me some really good advice. And it's just great as a musician for to get the feedback from them. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a very important part of being a musician, uh, getting feedback from musicians that are maybe a lot better than yourself. And it definitely helps me grow. 100% definitely helps me grow as a musician. And one of those nights that you got the most advice from, uh, as I say, was when, which was your first gig, coincidentally, which was the single songwriter mm. last, last December. So, what is, like, obviously, you mentioned getting the advice from the pros and the legends, as I say. Yeah. And what is it like? Is it very humbling for you to come for that, even for you to experience that advice? Because sometimes it's like getting, I don't know, if it, if it was like if you would be getting advice from like a Bon Jovi sort of thing. Well, that's that's what it is to me because obviously, especially to get it from, I mean, obviously everyone, you know, I'm 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 in awe of every musician I see because it's such a difficult thing to do in and of itself. But I I keep going back to the Lila Rose Band. The Lila Rose Band have been a massive inspiration to me because I started off as a country musician, yeah. as 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 you or have country roots. So to see a country band do so well. In Gibraltar, really inspired me to get out there, and on top of that, to see someone more or less might even younger than me do so well yeah. as a musician was was just crazy. It was one of the reasons why why I started. I think I've mentioned, but it's 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 such a humbling experience when sort of especially when you you I'm performing on stage and I've written songs. I, for example, Smile. I wrote Smile a very long time ago, and I performed it a couple of times, and it's so humbling to have. Those people, you know, Leila and her dad and anyone else that is in crowd, singing the song back to me, singing it louder than I can. It's just, it's one of those things that I think I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. It's just one of those experiences. And obviously the singing along is something that actually happened at one of your gigs as well. Yeah. I mean, it was a GLMS event as well. And you had people singing along to Wagon Wheel or yeah. versus Zara's Trucker. And obviously um, the, the track uh, the track that we're going to play next is also very country music based. And obviously Orfila are going to be performing at the London Gibraltar Friends Music Festival. This is the theme of today's episode. And it's based around the, the performers on, the, on that very day. 
And obviously, if you're listening to this by chance and you're actually out in London, do come to the Unicorn on Saturday and you can actually check us, uh, well, check the local music out more than anything else and obviously get to see them what they do best. And before I introduce the song, I just want to ask you one last question, Jesse. What is it about just getting the advice, aside from getting the advice, more the wisdom to actually take it upon yourself to try and improve as well? Because obviously you do go home and you do rehearse in your room, etc. I rehearse for hours on end. You have no idea. But, you know, it's 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 little things that, that definitely do help me. It's sort of, you know, open your mouth more, which I tend not to do when I'm singing. I'm very, I'm very closed uh, when I'm on stage. But that, that's definitely helped my music a lot. It's just little things that can be said by, by people that you admire so much and people who have done yeah. so much in the music scene that you're like, hey, I'll, I'll do that. And it works, you know. It's 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 incredible to me that um, that I, I I can still be improving uh, every day. I mean, that's that's the point of being a musician: improving on your music every day, because you can't just get complacent. I guess. I mean, yeah. I've I've never been complacent, and I don't think I'll ever be complacent. Because <laughs> the second I, because the thing is, I've always known that there's always going to be someone better than me. So there's no point in getting complacent and not improving, because someone could always come along and yeah, that'll do a lot better than me. But like I always tell you, never sell yourself down. No, I Or sell yourself short. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to get back to part three. We're going to talk a little little more. But for now, we're going to leave you in the capable hands of Orfila. Like we mentioned, we'll be performing on Saturday. And this is one of the the tracks from their first EP, Never Slowing Down. And this is, uh, more than anything else, a great track. And obviously, if you enjoy it, I do recommend that you check out the album. Of course, it's on Spotify, etc. And of course, this is You Should Know. And there's actually a music video to this as well, if you look for it on YouTube. So this is Orfila, Matt, Louise, and Abby with You Should Know. Hope you enjoy it. Every day holds a memory of what you. You'd sing 
And we're back with part three. I hope you enjoyed the track. That was You Should Know by Orfila. And like we mentioned, they'll be performing on Saturday at Camden Town at the Unicorn, where we'll be with other local musicians. This is the theme. Like we mentioned with today's episode, we will be playing the music of those performers that will be performing on the day. So hope you're enjoying it so far, guys. So, Jesse, we're going to talk to you about another Jesse. And obviously another Jesse, which I think I could probably even film, uh, record an entire episode just talking about it myself. Mm. But obviously Jesse's done, this Jesse, particular Jesse's done quite a lot. And obviously started very young, also in his DNA, like most local musicians are. But, I mean, Jesse McLaren is, I just say, one of those responsible for that youth movements that we yeah. talked about. So, obviously you've seen him perform, but obviously you've met him as well. So, what is it like? To get well, what was it like to get to know Jesse on a on a personal level? Thing is, I'd I'd always admired Jesse. I mean, you know, I'd, I I heard. In fact, I think I heard him the first time he performed. It was a John McIntosh Hall. It was that Star Search yeah show that very long time that, ago. That very long time ago, but that kicked everything off for everyone. That kicked the the um, the Gibraltar Academy of the yeah, choir. Yeah, that's what got it going. That's what kicked it off, and you know to. I, I I saw Jesse and I was I was very impressed because my singer my sister sang that day as well she performed there, but then I was I was I was in school with Jesse as well so we'd we'd do choir together and stuff, um, and it was it was always I was always in awe of, of him of Simon and Jeremy, they were sort of the three musicians that at that time I wasn't even I hadn't even picked up a guitar yet, but I knew that if I was ever gonna get into the music scene, I'd, I'd always wanted to to just have a chat with them and pick their brain because, you know, Jesse's father, uh, Stephen, is such an influential person is, in, yeah. in Gibraltar's music scene. And Jesse's style is a lot like his dad, you know, and, and he's done so much himself. And it's just amazing to to just see that and, and be around, do you know what I mean? Be around yeah, yeah. that such I, I, I stage presence relate. that he has. And it's, it's just crazy to me. I mean, I remember just seeing him on National Day. I hadn't seen Jesse perform in a while. Mm. But seeing him on National Day, I was like, this is not the Jesse McLaren I once knew in a good way. Because you see that that evolution, like we talked about, and the growth, obviously. And it's very humbling, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, this is long before this became my career. But I remember being 20 years old, almost 10 years ago, when I first saw Jesse perform. Like, And I remember the first gig that I remember seeing Jesse perform was actually at Marble Rock with the noise, as I imagine. How far that things can go from just my block to the yeah. Oxford Academy in Islington, but it's incredible to see because at the end of the day, like we, you mentioned about that start for the Santos Productions Choir back then to what it is now, the Gibraltar Youth Choir. Mm. You've seen that growth with many musicians, like you mentioned uh, Simon, of course, and Jeremy, and many others. You know, there's probably too many to mention, mm. and somebody who's very close to you, which we'll get to eventually as well, Chloe uh, Martinez, for people who don't know, and there's many things that come into that. But Jesse was very special from a very young age. But what was it for you that captured your attention? Was it his songwriting as well? It was that, but what really captured my attention was how much of a... He's just an amazing frontman. I mean, anyone that sees Jesse... Yeah. It, it's crazy how he just jumps around on stage and he's an amazing guitarist as well. And he's sort of... I, I aspire to be like that. Obviously, I haven't had the chance to be... In a band yet, but uh, I am now. No, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> I, that's, that's kind of what I aspire to do, because I think that's the way you're supposed to be as a musician. Yeah. You're supposed to be full of energy and, and like that. And, and, and to see, again, to see Jesse sort of little meek at the very beginning, see, see him grow yeah. as a musician from like the sidelines, it's just been it's crazy. And I kind of hope that maybe one day I could make that transition as well and 
Oh, we, we, we hear the GLMS, we don't really like to use that slogan about making dreams come true, because that's what Disneyland is for. But at the end of the day, we try to accommodate as much as we can. And if that were to be a, a possibility for future GLMS events, stay tuned, that's all we can say. But for now, obviously, we talked about Jesse a little bit, and obviously we're going to play some of his, one of his tracks. And this is actually a very relatively good track in every sense of the word. It, it's not a million dreams, for people who are wondering. But it is one of my favorite ones from Jesse, and this is actually home, and it's actually got a very great music video as well. I always say that I don't know. Actually, say that it's got a great music video because I was like almost every track on 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 here almost has a music video, but it has a very cool music video. It's very home homemade, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'll just leave it at that. So this is the Jesse tree, and this is home. I hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Just 
Amazing, isn't it? How the sound of a Coke can suddenly make you feel thirsty. That's the Coca-Cola effect. And we're back with part four. I hope you enjoyed that track. That's the Jesse Tree with Home, a relatively unknown track, as I say, even though he launched it back in 2016, but it's actually out there and has been out there for a while. And I believe it was his first official single under the Jesse Tree name as well. And it's actually a part of an EP, which you can find on his SoundCloud as well. So if you do have SoundCloud, do check it out and you can listen to the album there in its entirety. So moving on, we're going to talk to Jesse about Crimson Clover now. And obviously we could, in the same way as Jesse and I think every other local musician and every other local artist and band, we could actually fill up an entire episode just talking about them. But Crimson Clover, I dare say, have had probably the year of their lives so far because they, they've rejuvenated. Obviously, they took a bit of a hiatus in 2017, obviously for personal reasons, but now that they're back, they're back on, on fire, as I say, with three new tracks that they released in, in the space of three months and actually had a great showing at the Battle of the Bands as well. So let's talk about Crimson. And Jesse, what is it about Crimson that attracts you the most at the beginning? What attracted you, rather? I, I, when, when did I first hear them? I first heard them, I was doing a gig and I didn't even know who they were, unfortunately. I had no idea who they were. But um, I was on I was on before them and I, I performed and I, I, I got along with, with, with Mark, the, the lead singer, just very quickly because we had we, we share a lot of the same sort of ideas as musicians. We share a lot of the same ideas. And when I finished my set, I started listening to them. And I'm like, they've found a niche that no one else has found in Jib, and it bloody works for them. And it just goes to show, you know, Saturnalia was an amazing song, yeah. and I really did enjoy Saturnalia. But my favorite song now, I think, in the entire music scene, is Mimi at the Corner. Yeah. That song, I, it's too I, catchy. It's that's the thing. That's the problem with that song because I have to stop myself from singing it at really awkward moments because it's just one of those songs, you know, and and. They're just an amazing uh, group of people. And that song really, I, I, I just can't stop listening to it. It's ridiculous how, how catchy it is. So you're responsible for the over thousand plays on Spotify then? I swear to God, I think I am. <laughs> I mean, I've listened to it a lot. I mean, I remember just getting it. I don't want to sound braggy, but it does sound braggy at the same time. But I remember getting it in advance and I just thought, obviously listening to it live was another thing altogether. You know, the first heard it and I was like, that's the one that's going to be the catchiest out of the EP in general. Yeah. And then obviously you're listening to it in a studio recording and obviously everything about it just works. That mid-guitar solo by Jonathan, I'm not going to spoil it because at the end of the day it is going to be played now as well. But I mean, it is very symbolic and when it's very Gibraltar-based lyrics as well. That's so. a, yeah, that's the thing that got me about them. Like, you can tell that their lyrics are original and from the heart because it's all about Gibraltar. It's all about how much... Sort of, they love Jib and, and you know... They, Obviously, it's in Malayan. Yeah, they mention Calle Comedia and, you know, stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to listen to their music. And I, I just say, and I, 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 if they're listening to this, they'll probably will. Uh, mostly Martin, who's part of the GLMS now, uh, <laughs> from Jib Audio. But, I mean, I just say, more than anything else, they have to film a music video to this, I think. Yeah. I mean, it would be very cool to film obviously the city Lane part and the meet me at the corner sort of thing it actually works you know and i dare say it would work 
to take it to YouTube and actually upload it on YouTube. And mm. I think people want to see the visual for this song. I do. Uh, I, I, I would love to see it. Mark, Martin, Jonathan, Marco, please make it happen. Or if not, just journalists will make it, try and make it happen. I'll bully them into it, I swear to God. <laughs> we can't bully them, obviously, because we want them to perform, to perform for many years to come. But we we talked about it for a little bit, and obviously we could go on forever talking about them because they are great musicians, they're great guys. And always there to lend a hand in every sense of the word, just not just for Jesse, but to the GLMS as well. So kudos to Crimson Clover for just becoming great bachelor guys. Like, obviously, they're great bachelor guys, yeah. even outside of the music world. You know, you can actually have a drink, drink with them, talk to them, have a laugh. You know, it's, it's always great to see, witness that and even see the bond that they have on and off stage. I mentioned that in my article a few weeks ago as well. So even better than that. So we're going to end it with playing one of their songs and obviously like Jesse rightfully mentioned it's Meet Me at the Corner obviously this is the long version there's also two versions which is a lot shorter but obviously as we're not the radio we can go on as much as we want and if it's five minutes it's five minutes so hope you enjoy it as much as we do and if it stays in your head please don't blame us <laughs>
And we're back with part five. I hope you enjoyed the catches of the tracks. And that was Meet Me at the Corner by Crimson Clover. And like Jesse and I rightfully said, we could probably talk about them for... I feel like the inside episode just talking about them, as I said. Because <laughs> obviously they are great guys. So kudos to them. And that track is also available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, you name it. Every single digital music platform, it's there. So do check it out. Buy it and play it as much as you can. But believe me, it will stay in your head for a while. <laughs> Until the next one comes along. But we'll leave it at that. So we're going to talk to Jesse about someone who's probably, I dare say, our own Bruce Springsteen in every sense of the word. He's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, done every genre possible and still makes it work and still delivers magic when he does. So we're going to talk to you guys at least about Adrian Pissarello. And Adrian Pissarello is up there. I'm, I'm, I'm raising my hand now, but Adrian is up there with, when it comes to being humble, he's as humble as he can get. And Jesse's been a fan of his, I know, for a while. And yeah. We talked about him before coming on air, but... Jesse, what is it about Adrian, at least for you, not even being a musician, but you, you mentioned this to me a few weeks ago about getting the advice from someone like, like Adrian. Mm. What is it like for you to receive that feedback from someone like Adrian? <sighs> Just him on his own. Actually, I, I don't think I've actually met Adrian. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to meet him. Well, hopefully I get to meet him on Saturday because the thing is, Adrian, for me, is the personification of what I think music should be. I think... I mean, if, if you hear my sets, you'll, you'll hear a bit of country, and then you hear a bit of rock, and some blues, yeah. and some funk, and some soul, and whatever really I kind of want to play. It's just whatever it is. And that is very much what Adrian does. And I've, I've been a big fan of his for a very long time, because he's done a lot of punk rock music, but he is punk in himself. Yeah. He is very rebellious, and it's, it's just really cool to see a Gibraltarian music be like that. You know, I, I, I never expected to see a Gibraltarian musician to be like that at all but you know there he is and he's he's killed it for years and i think he'll continue killing it well after i'm done <laughs> i mean i think with adrian it's like i mentioned it's not the fact that he's humble it's the fact that it's like everything he touches turns into gold i yeah. mean like you mentioned he did the punk rock stuff with the punk zombies which was it is a great album all around and then obviously you move it on to what he's done with the undesirables i was he used to do metal with dirt once upon a time long before I was even a part of the Gibraltar music scene myself, but he's done a lot of things. And he's, like you mentioned, aside from the advice and even helping out young musicians, he's just there to support everyone. And he's there to enjoy music because he is a music lover as a whole. You know, and I think there is no better feel to have someone like Adrian around. I mean, I, I remember when I started my adventure doing podcasting, in podcasting, the first person I approached was Adrian, and the first, surprisingly enough, he was the first one to say yes out of all the musicians that I messaged. And that hour just flew by completely. Of you know, because at the end of the day, as much as I knew him, it was more, you, sometimes I would say a quick hi, how are you is not enough. And this is the whole idea of this podcast and any, any other podcast I've done in the past. But it's to get to know local musicians. I would say, if we know what Britney Spears' favorite food is, why can't we know what a local musician's favorite food is? It's the same thing. And it's all about getting to know them. And when I got to know Adrian in just that hour, obviously getting to know about his influences, talking to me about dirt and about bands that were way before my time, there is no better feel, you know? And yeah. he's that shows you how 
Hamashi wants to give back as well because obviously he's there to support Layla. He's there to support you people like you. He's got, I've seen him like giving advice to Headwise back when they used to perform. So many other musicians, you know, and I could stay here forever talking about the ones that are inspired by Adrian as well. But Adrian as a whole, great guy, great musician, and as humble as he can get. So we're going to play one of his tracks, and this is my favorite track by Adrian. And it's actually from his album, No Hay Dos Sin Tres, and this is Aquí Nadie Se Lo Traga. And when you listen to the lyrics, and obviously to those Gibraltarians that are listening to this, they'll probably relate to every single word that Adrian is saying. So hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with part six after this. So enjoy Adrian Pizarro. Respeto, yo canto esta canción. Respeto que algunos no tienen por mi pequeña nación. Se la quieren repartir como si fuera un pastel. Qué pastel ni qué narices. Ya tiene dueño, no veis. Ya tiene dueño, no veis. Dicen que nos conviene toda esta cuestión ¿Cómo nos va a convenir ser extranjeros en nuestra nación? Dicen que no comprendemos que este es el paso a tomar Si es que está todo tan claro, sus bolsillos quieren llenar sus bolsillos quieren llenar Viva la Europa moderna Viva la democracia Podéis engañar al mundo Pero aquí nadie se lo traga Viva la Europa moderna Viva la democracia Podéis engañar al mundo Pero aquí nadie se lo Creo que no es mucho pedir Que respeten a un pueblo Y que le dejen vivir Dicen que estamos atrasados Que no hay que mirar hacia atrás El día que lo hagamos todos Todo esto se acabará Todo esto se acabará Viva la Europa moderna
And we're back with part six, and I hope you enjoyed that. That was Agent Pizarro and the EC band at the time, with Aki Nadisero Traga. And obviously they'll be performing, well, Agent Pizarro y La Vasca will be performing on on Saturday. And uh, obviously La Vasca compiled of Peter Martinez, the great Peter Martinez, Eric Robotson, Francis Pesino, Agent, of course, Jonathan Bojera. And I think Jason Bellito as well. Uh, I'm, I'm not very sure. I'm pretty sure Jason is going yeah, I think, to. I think I saw him recording, uh, rehearsing with him. Yeah, so yeah. then definitely. Uh, you, you you go to more rock and roll. Yeah. So you see them in the rehearsal rooms more yeah. than I do. We, I, we don't really hang around there. Not yet, anyway. But that's a future project that we we won't reveal too much about now. But anyway, we're going to talk to you, obviously, to the listeners from abroad will probably know the band, uh, this particular band, more than the other ones that we've played today. And, of course, we're going to talk about Breed 7-7. And I can't really go into much detail because I wish we I could but I really do feel breeders are the ones that really broke the wall and built a, a house and destroyed the house in the process as as far as local music goes obviously they were doing their own thing here they weren't doing much of like the fusion but obviously it was by chance that Danny and Stuart were looking for singers for vocalists rather and they found out that Polo was available and obviously Polo auditions like everybody else and it was magic in the making. Peter Shishon was in the beginning of that band, and the rest is history, like they say. And obviously, they've had various drummers and various guitarists since. But it is very cool to see that there was all a Gibraltarian band once upon a time. So, what was it? What it was your first introduction to Breed, Sense Seven, Jesse? I I first <laughs> believe it or not, I was actually in a heavy metal band <laughs> a while ago. My drummer was a big Breed Seventy Seven band. And it was uh, we were we were doing a song, and he's like, "Oh, we need to cover, um, what was it called? Zombies." Yeah. By, uh, what was the band called? Cranberries. The cranberries. Which breeds also did. Yeah. That's the thing. He's like, "But we need to do the breed version." I'm like the breed version? What's what's breed? I didn't even. I had no idea. And they're like, "No, the breed seventy seven version." And I heard them. I'm like, "This is this isn't is it heavy metal?" You know, it was it was really it was confusing to me because. They have a, a a fusion of flamenco in it, and it's it's crazy to me. I I I never thought that you could break, sort of, what what is stereotypically heavy metal music, yeah. and still make it your own and make amazing music out of it. And you know, it's it's I I I really did enjoy. <laughs> to be honest, I enjoyed it a bit too much. I enjoyed that song a bit too much, and it's it's just a testament to to how good they are. You know, they've they've done horrors. I mean, we could, like I said, we could fill up an entire episode just yeah. about the, their achievements. You know, I mean, I remember just that they did download, they did, um, they performed all around North America with Mago de Oz, I believe, and they've done so many things. I mean, performed with Black Sabbath, Metallica, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something Peter Shishon has actually told both of us. Yeah. And we like mentioned off air. And obviously, we would like to have Peter, obviously, someday on, on the show and actually tell us all those stories. Same way with Paul, Danny, and Stuart. But for now, obviously, there'll be performing on Saturday and it's going to be a special occasion because at the end of the day they are headlining the events and obviously Breed have this big following in the UK and, and abroad you know so it's great it's going to be great to witness at least this reunion at least it's unique you know in mm. every sense of the word because they haven't performed in London in a very long time as a collective so we'll leave you in the capable hands of Breed 7-7 and this is probably one of my all-time favorites by Breed I, I listen to a lot of their stuff but this is up there with one of my favorites. So this is Worlds on Fire, and we'll be back with the end, unfortunately. 
with more and talking about to Jesse about his future and obviously more than anything else, play you one of his tracks as well. So enjoy Breed and we'll be back with part seven after this.
And we're back with the final parts of the show and obviously great six tracks that we've played more than anything else and obviously a, a lot of mentions to those particular bands because they will be performing on Saturday. But more than anything else, we can't thank them enough for what they've done for the local music scene and as I say, even the world music scene as well. So thank you guys for the music and hopefully to the young ones that actually we did play, we hope that many things happen in your future and we can wish you nothing but the best of luck here at the GLMS and even beyond GLMS. So we're going to talk to you about Jesse now for a change. And obviously, Jesse, I mean, just a few months ago, you released your first single on a section on Spotify and everything else. Yeah. So tell us about that process. I was to why you wanted to record your first single and get it out there. The thing is, uh, my, my whole thing is uh, to get people... I have so many songs. It's, uh, I probably have enough songs to, to fill about three albums. But, and, and, and that's my thing. I, I want as many people to hear my music as possible because I think I have a lot to say uh, through my music. Um, which is why I'm, I'm always so sort of keen to get into gigs or form projects yes. with, with, with people. And I'm currently forming a lot of projects with a lot of people. And I'm a bit stressed out because <laughs> it, is, it is a lot. Um, but that, that, that song, oh, uh, Are You Ready? was a song I'd written during a time where sort of I was a bit run down and a lot of a lot was happening in my life that wasn't very positive but that song is is sort of about you know I'm I've I've risen above it and yeah. here I am and I want to show you that I can and I think that's that's sort of what I am as a musician because uh, I, I did face a lot of adversity through through trying to get into the music scene but being a bit I'd seen how massive and amazing the music was, and I was very yeah. self-conscious about it. And I've, even to this day, and I think you'll you'll disagree with me. I don't think I'm I'm anything special, but it's 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 lovely to to have people like, for example, we we mentioned her briefly before, Chloe Martinez, who I'd been a fan of for God knows how long. You know, she was she's one of those musicians who yeah. is a cut above the rest, and she just so happens now to be my best friend. Um, and she's definitely inspired me so much as a musician and as a person to to sort of continue with what I'm doing. But, you know, I, I, I didn't even know uh, she she listened to my music. But apparently my first ever show at the Christmas market, she was there and she'd heard my music. And she sent me a message through Instagram to just because she was she was doing a she wanted to cover a, a song. Uh, and and she chose me out of anyone. She could literally yeah. have whoever she wants as a singer with her, which is it's nice to to have that. But um, through that, we formed a, uh, an almost unbreakable bond, you know. And we have so much going on. We have so many songs that we're recording, and we have music videos to do with those songs. And we have about thirty songs that we want to record together, and we'll get around yeah. to it eventually. And I think uh, I think you'll be in for a treat. And obviously that will get out there, and obviously more than anything else, it'll more exposure is the right term to use. Mm. And obviously we talked about, well, I mention it a lot actually whenever we talk, or even when we don't talk, that you are officially the first GLMS signed artist. Yeah. And, well, obviously I know the reaction, but obviously the listeners don't, but what was it like for you to find out from us? That you... I didn't believe it. Honestly, I, I was, because it's it's such a it's such a milestone for me, you know, it's, Obviously, you, you, you and I are—I I consider you a very dear friend—and to the thing is, you—you you told me 
just as I'd finished my sets, the second I'd finished my sets, and it was it was a big show for me, and it was a big finish for me, and everyone was clapping, and it was, and then you get up on stage and like, oh by the way, here's your CD. We're gonna record this, and we're gonna put this on, and it's just you know, it's it's again, it's a milestone, and um, I I was humbled by it. I was honestly humbled by it, and it took me a very long time to believe it, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm very I'm very proud to to be a part of the GLMS. And I think more than anything else, I mean, the rest of the GMS will agree with me, is more the fact that you put in so much and you always want to do so much. And I think that was the whole reason why it all happened. You know, we would, it was, I, would, I, just, I would explain to my listeners, and I didn't explain it to you for the first time. It was basically just a conversation we were having for, some, for a totally different matter. And obviously we spoke about the fact that we, we did want to record artists. That was always our target goal more than anything else aside from promoting local music as much as we do. But we always said, we'll, we'll, eventually we'll get to the point where we'll want to record all these artists and even the ones that are relatively known, even the ones that are unknown. And surprisingly enough, it was my fiance who actually said, well, if we're going to come up with something, we need to come up with a list. And But obviously it was all down to logistics more than anything else. And the same way the Michael Donin Award will reward it to the musician with the most energy, passion and drive, we felt you had it already there because at the same time, aside from getting your music out there, you always, you like, I mentioned like in a good way, in a joking way that you do badger me for advice and that sort of thing. <laughs> I but I mean, you found the right tools. Okay, how do I get it on Spotify? Or yeah. why do I get it on iTunes? And I think that's really more testament to how far and how serious you are about your music. And I think... It was all down to that um, more than anything else. Okay, he's paying it out of his own pockets sort of thing to put it on Spotify, putting it on iTunes. And obviously, like Apple Podcasts, I take it for granted because it's all free, but for musicians, it's not. Yeah. And when I think about it that way, I think, okay, he's using his own money, which he earns from his from his day-to-day job to try and make it. And it's not just trying to make it, but just to have this material and say, okay, I've recorded this, do you want it? Mm. And I think that's great all around, you know, and there is no better feeling than that. And it was all down to an agreement. We just said we had to give it to Jesse. So <laughs> that's how the story goes for the listeners and obviously for you who didn't really know how it all happened. So, Jesse, we're going to talk to you very simple before we introduce the last track, which is obviously your own. But what what does the future like look like for Jesse at the moment? The future looks very busy for me. I am very busy because I've... Um... I've been very, I'm, I'm very thankful for this. Um, I don't think I, I, I've mentioned it to you, but I mentioned it to a lot of people. If I ever started the band, my guitarist had to be Robbie Valentine. Had to be. I think Robbie, Robbie, you know, people might know him from Dakota. Uh, he's an amazing guitarist, fantastic guitarist. And um, I just, I, I, I wanted to sort of branch out a bit more and, and capture a lot more people. So. Yep. I, I put a, a message out there. I didn't even think people knew who I was. But a lot of people, I, I put a message on a couple of groups. A lot of people replied. <laughs> people have had to turn down. Replied to be my guitarist and my bassist yeah. and pianist. And then Robbie came along. And he, it wasn't just him. He brought the whole of Dakota with him. Except for um, Robbie, obviously, Robin and their bassist. But uh, so now I've got this, this amazing bunch of lads you know i've got robbie valentine as my lead i've got tom mina as my my rhythm bradley hewitt who who was in who was a Never. Steps, and steps, steps, yeah. as a bassist was a hell of a bassist 
and I've got um, Daniel Jess as a drummer and we are just cranking out as much as we can when we're rehearsing you know, day in and day out, hours on end and we're trying to get originals done and we're trying to get as many song, as many gigs booked as possible and we have quite a few even this year and definitely the beginning of, of next year and hopefully for a long time after that because I was telling you before we, we started um, it's just a band that I the second we started rehearsing our first song we didn't even know each other we just got to a band room and we rehearsed and the second we started rehearsing that song it was um, Seven Nation Army I'll never forget it Seven Nation Army out and we just clicked instantly yeah. musically our tempo was perfect everyone knew what they were doing it's just fun to work with musicians that are of, of already a high quali- uh, uh, yeah. a high caliber and I, I, I had to stop myself from singing and just look at them because I just couldn't believe sort of how good it was and and I'm very excited for for everyone else to, to hear what we have in store well, we'll look forward to it Jesse and obviously we'll, good luck in London we'll be there anyway we'll record an interview to get your reactions more than anything else but we can't thank you enough for coming on the show and obviously it's been a pleasure to talk to you obviously all these stories are for the benefit of the listener because at the end of the day I know all these stories but yeah. the listener doesn't but we can be more grateful to the fact that you're actually doing this and you actually are getting out there more than anything else so thank you Jesse for that and guys we'll be back in seven and I, no not even seven we'll be uploading a special Obviously, it's dedicated to London because we will be catching interviews with the bands and the artists that are performing on the day. We'll be able to catch that on probably next Wednesday because we I fly back on Tuesday. I'm taking advantage and spending another few days in London. And then after that, we'll have a special guest. And we can actually mention who that special guest guest is now. And, of course, we're going to have Justin Powell from Jetstream oh, wow. okay. on the show. So mm. we look forward to welcoming Justin, of course, also in his DNA. Yeah. So uh, like almost most musicians are these days. But we look forward to having Justin on, and it will be great to talk to him about Jetstream and beyond as well. So, guys, back in, in seven days, keep supporting local talents. And when you do... You're keeping local music alive. Here's Jesse's single, Are You Ready? I will catch you next time. Thanks for listening.
take a seat, you better strap in tight I'm gonna rock your soul, I'm gonna make you mine My blood, my sweat, your tears I've been running this show for years I'm burning like the sunlight of everyone Can you hear me shout? Gonna feel the sound, gonna turn it up, gonna take 